Welcome to the Musicians Weekly Digest podcast. I am your host, Easton Parks, and today's date is Tuesday, April 25th. It is currently 3.47 p.m. I'm just going to introduce my segments for today. They're as followed, new music releases, my favorite albums of this decade, and then some music coming this week. What's up, y'all? This is Easton Post Production. I just want to say I kind of rambled through this one and I didn't have a lot of prep. So uh, thanks for sticking with me if you're still listening. So I'm just going to shout out a couple records um, quickly. The first of which is Esther Rose, Safe to Run. I haven't listened to it in full yet. A lot of playoff hockey and basketball going on. Uh, taking up a lot of time. But um, this is some alternative folk, kind of country a little bit more upbeat than what you think of a typical folk record. Um, some good twang in it, and it seems to be pretty good from the bits I've listened to it. Another album is uh, Darling of the Dawn by All Hands underscore Make Light. I listened to this one in full, kind of like ambient-tinged indie music. Very intriguing, to say the least. You know, huge passages of synths, interesting vocals that switch. It seemed to switch between male and female. Not a whole lot of information on this I could find. Um, Sometimes it's more fun that way. It's very shrouded in mystery. So give that one a listen. Um... This band called Company Calls um, put out a record called Grounded. I met these dudes at Summerfest last year who happened to be in a band that were, um, they were called something else, but they changed their name. They're now called Company Calls. One of them is actually going to Marquette, I believe. Pretty cool dudes. So I gave their record a listen. It's pretty fun. A lot of short songs. They're kind of revitalizing or reviving. Um, college rock is what it feels like. You know, my, my parents always talk about the college rock radio stations when they were kids and um, when they came to college. And this is what it feels like. It feels like college rock, not super polished, just fun. And that's what it is. It's a fun record. Definitely give that a listen. Once again, that's Grounded by Company Calls. Some cool dudes. Go listen to Baby Blue Baby. It's my favorite song off that one. I want to talk about some other singles that came out. Um, This one came out a while ago, and I haven't really talked about it, but um, Kay Tremine, so that's Kay Trinata and Amine, the rapper. They have this project coming out, and um, I love Kay Trinata, and I love Amine. And they've got this song, Forever. With Pharrell Williams kind of doing this little hook. The beat is just so bouncy. It feels like summer. This is probably one of my favorite songs of the year. Top five right now. Just so catchy. I I, I don't got a lot to say about it. It's just that good. Um, and I, th- I think that's it for this segment. So I'm going to move on to... My favorite albums of the 2020s. 
I'm pulling it up right now. I got this list. And the first one, the the my I think the most influential to me, most impactful, and the best record that's came out this decade, in my opinion, is Big Thief, Dragon Newmore Mountain, I Believe in You. It's a long title, but I don't I don't get sick of saying this one because it's so good. This album's quite long. Um, I believe it's around twenty songs. I'm gonna double check that. But just just fantastic folk indie shoegaze elements. I poetic songwriting, beautiful like musicality. It's 20 songs, an hour 20. So it's quite long. It, it, probably you could call it a double album. But every minute, every second of this album, to me, is perfect. And the emotions are just flow up and down, up and down. You feel with the record. At points, it's easy listening. At points, it's like too emotionally heavy to listen to it easily there's bangers there's slow songs and just the way it's formulated formatted everything about it to me is perfect so dragon no more mountain i believe in you by big thief it's my favorite album of the 2020s number two is going to be black country new road for the first time that's their debut album and um it helped them make waves in the scene, the windmill scene, that is. And then, of course, uh, worldwide, coming to America and other places. Um, fronted by Isaac Wood, who has this very, once again, kind of poetic, but not not a great singing voice. Um, you know, shouts about British engineering and and blenders and odd stuff in his songs but it's just so fitting to the music and this debut album I thought was one of the best debut albums ever ever and then what they did with their sophomore record was equally as impressive I just prefer the sound to this one it was a little bit more post-punky compared to like jazzy my third favorite and of course, these records aren't, they're not solidified in these spots. But uh, this is Injury Reserve by the time I get to Phoenix. Um, Injury Reserve, of course. Experimental hip-hop group. They had three members. One of them, unfortunately, passed away. I think during the making of this or just before. And this is just, you know, punch you in the face. Industrial, post-rap. It's something you've never heard before. Like when I heard this, you know, you kind of gag in your mouth and it takes a little bit to like it, but it's incredible. They sample the likes of Black Midi in rap music and that that's just unheard of. You know, very kind of futuristic um, bars, talking about 5G, high speed, uh, very prophetic and poetic I love this one so much wish I could have got it on vinyl and uh, yeah that's by the time I get to Phoenix by Injury Reserve
The Strokes put out a great album in 2020. And that's the new Abnormal. I have the poster in my basement, in my music room. Just a fantastic record. Indie rock, I believe Rick Rubin produced. And it's it's the Strokes at their best. I think I could say it. It might be my favorite Strokes record. It's either that or the debut. And for sure, this is the best of the Strokes post-debut. You know, it's very inventive, creative for them. Changing their sound a little bit, yet keeping it the same. Firing on all cylinders. Fantastic, fantastic record. Black Midi put out Hellfire last year, which I don't know. It, it, it was top 10, I believe, in my Albums of the Year ranking. But when I'm talking about the decade, it just seems fitting that it's much higher. And it, this was incredible. Black Midi Hellfire just balls to the wall. Punch you in the face, crazy concept, like the best one of the best concept albums I've ever heard of. You know, they create this story about hell and the devil, and it, it's it's like watching a movie. It's like reading a book, yet you're listening to music, and some of the best musicians on the planet. Their drummer, one of the best drummers, living right now, and I can say that with a fact. I. This record stuns me every time I put it on. My sixth pick is another Black Country New Road album. This is their sophomore project, Ants From Up There. Moving away from kind of the more post-punk stuff. And um, they lean a little bit more heavily into their classical um, backgrounds. And is just as impactful, beautiful, and devastating as their first record. Um, and a little bit longer as well. Love that one. Number seven, Dijon. I think I say that with like some sort of lisp or something. But it's Dijon, uh, absolutely. Just the most fun R&B record I've heard this decade and I have fun with it every time I listen to it his musicality and his presence are unmatched and um, I would suggest going and watching some of these songs he does kind of he does live in a studio kind of recreates how he made them and they just sound so fantastic and the setting in which they're all playing together is just so communal and that's how this record feels as well Beach House put out Once Twice Melody last year, which I had a whole lot of fun with. A four-part album. They broke it up into like four chapters and released them at differing times until it was all together. I had the pleasure of seeing um, Beach House live this past year as well, and they played a lot of these songs, and they're just beautiful Beach House the best dream pop band ever. Moving on to pick nine, I believe. It's always A-L-V-V-A-Y-S, always with Blue Rev. 
you could probably also call this dream pop or shoegaze. And I actually think I like this one more than the Beach House record. So you could probably interchange these two. But this is just always at their best. 9 out of 10, 9.5 album rating. And just a great front woman and great production is really what sticks out to me. The producing of this is so well done. And sticking on the topic of producing, number 10 is Little Sims. Sometimes I might I might be introvert. That's it. Sometimes I might be introvert. Little Sims is my favorite female hip-hop artist by far. This record is produced so elegantly. Big horns, big drums, real drums. A lot of real instrumentation, it sounds like. And um, she's a UK-based rapper. And with her, her flow, I, everything comes together on this. And it's beautiful. Some other ones I'm going to talk about. Nothing. The Great Dismal. Just a soul-crushing shoegaze album from Nothing. At this point, they're legends in their own right. And kind of new gaze, post-2000s shoegaze music. Love that one. Phoebe Bridger's Punisher. Uh, I can't really add to what's been said about this record. Because people love it all over the globe. And I'm one of them. I love Donda by Kanye West. I loved the rollout of the album. It felt like such a moment in time. Donda is... It's so long. And people give it flack because of that. But I don't really feel like there's a dull spot. All the songs, especially the songs that aren't as popular, are so good. And this is Kanye just collaborating with everyone he can and pumping out this record after the the amazing like live shows, listening parties. I've never like he creates so much excitement and he created so much excitement for this project and it delivered. And that rarely happens nowadays. Um, let's see. The new JPEG Mafia album from this year is incredible. Him and Danny Brown. His uh, record LP was also incredible. Uh, I love Chat Pile and their uh, record God's Country. Probably my favorite metal album of the decade so far. And um, was Whole Lot of Red 2020? I think it was. Let me go check. Playboy Cardi, whole lot of red. I should know this. Yes, 2020. Whole lot of red is um maybe my favorite trap album ever. I don't even know if you could call it trap album. Whole lot of red, of course, Playboy Cardi's you could probably call it third record. So influential in this like hype music. I don't know what you want to call it but influential to people coming out right now like Yeet or the people that are coming out on his label like Destroy Lonely and such. Um, 
it, it, I, I love people comparing it to Kanye's Yeezus because this is what it feels like. And I love Yeezus so much and I love Whole lot of Red. It just, like, it came out Christmas Eve 2020 and I sat at my, I sat, I, I like laid on my bed staring at my ceiling and I listened to this and I was like, this is horrible. And I woke up the next day and I was like, that was awesome. And it is. So inconsistent, I think, and it's it's tracking like where where everything's placed. But I just think it's beautiful. And I love the beats from um Filthy. And uh the Pierre Borden beats that Cardi used to use, I just think are they're getting a little derivative and getting a little old and overused and filthy's production just felt so much like a breath of fresh air whole lot of red is definitely top 10 a lot of <laughs> i'm reading this comment right now it says best album of all time and i don't know if i could argue that i don't know if i could argue that so that's some of my favorite albums of the decade so far um, and I'm just going to wrap it up with one more segment, and that's some of the music coming out this week, this Friday. Um, we got Zune, whose album I liked back in 2020 called Bleach Waves. Bleached Waves. He's got an album coming out. I can't really pronounce it, but his name is Z-O-O and Zune. JFDR has got an album called Museum coming out. That's electronic music. Jesse Ware. That exclamation point feels good. Exclamation point. People are loving the singles from this one so far. A lot of people are anticipating that to be amazing. So I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I don't know what else is coming out. Is Quickly Quickly? Is that one this week? No, that's in May. So yeah, got those three. Got some other music coming out in May. That's exciting. Um, I believe The National is dropping. Yeah, The National is dropping first two pages of Franklin Time this week. I'm not huge on those singles. And uh, I was actually going to go see them and they, I didn't love the singles for this album. And I was like, you know what? I don't need to see them. And I don't regret it. Indigo to the Souza is dropping her record. All this will end. Okay, that one sounds awesome. That's kind of some indie girl rock. Love that. And that looks like the most, the majority of the important releases this week. This is kind of a episode off the top of my head. I didn't have a lot of prep for this one. And, um, not many of you listen to this anyways, so I'm not too worried about it. But uh, thank you for joining me. As always, this is the Musicians Weekly Digest Podcast. I am your host, Easton Parks. It's Tuesday, April 25th. I hope to see you next time. Peace out.